The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Fat and the Furious returns. Myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer breaking down AEW Dynamite. It kicked off with Orange Cassidy and Bandito. But was that the right way to kick off the show? Me and Tommy will discuss. Also, the debut of Roderick Strong. Will he finally make a difference in the world of pro wrestling? Hopefully, AEW is the spot for him. Also, one half of the Impact World Tag Team Champions, Ace Austin, joins us. We're talking a lot of good stuff today. Tune in, turn it up. The Fat and the Furious on the Busted Open Podcast. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Bandito versus Orange Cassidy. Not sure that that was the right way to go. That's the way me and that's what me and Dreamer have been discussing. One reason is, I don't think the people knew who Bandito is. But here's the bigger reason to me. And Tommy, I want to throw this to you to see what your thoughts are. Something happened last week on Dynamite. Something major happened last week on Dynamite. I'm not going to say what it was. But I believe it should have bled right into this week. And it should have opened the show. Just based on that, what would you say? And if, if you don't have any guesses, then let me know. Uh, if you're talking about the um, Jericho, Britt Baker thing that they did, should have been the first thing out of a television show. Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets the square. Johnny, tell him what he's won. You've Race won Roni. a lifetime supply of Jenny Craig meals. Well, um, you want Ray Cerrone? Disgusting. It's, San Francisco treat. it's too many carbs. Lay yeah. off the carbs. Mean carbs are friends. So last week we see this huge angle with the JAS beating down Britt Baker. They handcuff uh they handcuff Adam Cole Bebe to the ropes. Man, if I'm Adam Cole, and the minute I saw this last night, Tommy, I'm thinking Tommy Dreamer. Because years and years ago, a tag team named the Dudleys handcuffed Tommy Dreamer to the ropes while they broke his future wife's neck, thus kicking her out of the wrestling business forever. Well, almost ever. So I know how you responded to that. I don't know why Adam Cole slash creative thought it was a good idea for Adam Cole to wait until three quarters of the way into the show to hit the ring, say anything, be seen. I think what I would have done is I would have done Bandito's music and entrance. 
I would have done Orange Cassidy's music and entrance. And then but before the bell even rang, I would have sent Adam Cole out there. And I would have been like, and I'm paraphrasing this promo, guys, sorry, but I'm pissed, blah, blah, blah. I want the JAS out here right now. Orange is one of those laid back baby faces. He'd probably powder out of the ring. Bandito, laid back baby face, he'd powder out of the ring, right? And now you get Jericho up on the Tron. And now Jericho says, you're going to fight my four guys. Here come the four guys. They're beating the shit out of Adam Cole. Here come Bandito and OC to try to make a save. But they get beaten away. And now you do the big surprise of Roderick Strong. So not only do you have the surprise starting off the show, but it makes logical sense. If some dude, dudes, group, gals, guys, whoever, did to my girlfriend slash wife, as they did to Adam Cole and Britt Baker, the show would never go on because I would be standing in the middle of the ring five minutes before the show went live to get my comeuppance against those low down, dirty, dastardly heels who beat the shit out of my woman. What do you think? I believe that's exactly what I did to you guys um, on the TV show. Um, Cause I remember Tommy dreamer calls out the Dudleys here came Devon got on him. Here came uh, Bubba, but it was, as soon as the show started, we actually came up with me interrupting going to the ring. Um, yes, because you should be mad. There's there's two trains of thoughts. How do do I want to continue this for the proverbial ratings? Am I obsessed with ratings? Am I obsessed with, you know, getting them to gradually gravitate towards this story? Your, I had a bigger disconnect with then Orange Cassidy and Bandito running out for the save. Because I was like, where's this big relationship with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy and Bandito? This way that you just designed literally put them in the same space. And then you have two guys who are baby faces watching another baby face get beat up. And they're like, you know, even like you said, Orange Cassidy could be looking around and being like, damn it. Because good guys do the right thing. Heroes run towards fires. They don't run away. Puts them all in that space, makes the people. And then, yes, they could have had the match afterwards. It's like all this chaos started before the show even happens. And, Tommy, if you do the match afterwards. They're more keep... invested into both guys. But what and the you... fuck do we know? <laughs> Um, now people appreciate Bandito, especially if Bandito would have been the one encouraging Orange Cassidy to come on in and make the save. And if and if and if Orange Cassidy would have been like, nah, no, let him fight it out, but Bandito would have went in by himself. And then Orange jumped in. Now you've made Bandito more of a hero in the people's eyes. Thus, as you said, they're going to be not only more into the match, but more into the characters. And does Orange Cassidy need those AEW fans to be more into him? Not nearly as much as Bandito, but it would have did Bandito a world of good.
Yes. Um, and then you're obviously setting up the stuff that you have after. Because, I mean, you literally, well, let's take a commercial great break, regroup. And during commercial breaks, because, again, I'm watching it picture in picture where I normally fast forward in the sense of on my first speed of TiVo so I can still watch the action, but nothing really has to happen in those three minutes. So we're regrouping, you know, <clears throat> we're sending the ring announcer back into the ring where, wow, this show is going on chaotic. I have to tune in. Like, what are they doing? Like I would even show them like if they had to clean the the ropes or do all that stuff, like, what these are things I'm not supposed to be seeing, but I'm seeing them on television is how to bait people's attention. Well, a whole lot's not going on because the commercial is a lot bigger than the picture in picture. So I totally agree to be honest, dude, I wouldn't have thought it that way. And, but then I would have said, Oh wait, what has happened in the past? And because if you go off with a cliffhanger from it's literally TV one Oh one, what happened last week will show a recap, which you don't do a lot of times in wrestling. I love when they do it. And then, okay, so this had me go off the air. I'm going to start it, you know, this week. On television shows, they've literally suspended disbelief where people have, you know, we've waited all season for Ross and Rachel to kiss. They kiss, and then after that, you show the credits. You come out of it the next week, and then they pull back from the kiss. So it's like, oh, you know, if that was modern day wrestling, oh, you mean they were kissing for one week? No, it's a TV show. It's a soap opera. And that's how you get people to be hooked onto this. Exactly when you said about you watching a soap opera with your grandmother, because it hooks you. And there's just little, little different ways to go about hooking people. Not, not necessarily that it was, it's the wrong way, but it's, you know, Bully and I, it's our jobs to break it down as well as offer different insight to, hey, well, this is what I would have done. And then when you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but and, and I don't think that that other perspective, other point of view or different insight is available or presented at AEW. I think it's one vision. And that's it. Now, we always talk about in wrestling when it comes to creative, it's best to have one vision. But that one vision always needs one or two people around them to be a sounding board so they can say, hey, that's good. But what if you did it this way? You know, there wasn't a lot of Vince McMahon is the worst creative person in the world, blah, 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 blah. When he had who giving Pat Patterson. And then after Pat started getting a little older and also when Pat, you know, wasn't around as much, a lot of that stopped. You cannot, when you're in a creative process, dude, even when you're, when you're a manager of a baseball team, you have everybody or a football team, everyone, Hey, I want the ball. Hey, I want it. But then you have to have your bench coach or you have to have your, Derek Jeter, this guy who's proven like, hey, dude, what do you want to do? And again, I always still, I go to people's, uh, you know, stories. Goose Gossage in the World Series. Uh, he has this amazing record against Kirk Gibson for the Detroit Tigers. 
here comes the Padres manager. And he's like, dude, I'm going to strike him out. I'm going to strike him out. Sparky Anderson sees this and goes, he ain't afraid of you. He's going to pitch to you. And Kirk Gibson hit a friggin' blast and helped them, you know, start to go to win the World Series. And then at the end, Goose Gossage was like, yeah, totally my fault. And uh, the manager wouldn't listen to me after that because he blew it. But you at least, like, I know my relationship, how it was with Paul. I know my relationship, how it is with Scott. I will offer different things. And the beauty of Scott Demore, the beauty of Paul Heyman, if it was the right call, Tommy, you were right. Tommy, you were wrong. And if you have way too many Tommies, you're wrong. They're not going to go to you. So it, it, it's beautiful when that stuff happens because you do always need that. Or I do the same. Hey, Paul, you were right. I was wrong. Hey, Scott, you were right. I was wrong. And that's, you need those. Dude, think of you and I. How many times we argue and always argue. But what was it for? The betterment of the match and then the overall betterment of the show. Correct. And anybody that I've ever worked for, um, whether it was Paul, Vince McMahon, Dixie Carter, Eric Bischoff, Vince Russo, they were all, for lack of a better word, smart enough to have sounding boards around them. I don't think that exists in AEW. And I think sometimes it is to their detriment. We were talking about the segment with Adam Cole, the JAS uh, positioning of the show. We got a uh, what the AEW fan would consider a big debut last night. I might have a different point of view on that. Tommy might have a different point of view on that. But we will discuss the return or the debut of Roderick Strong to AEW when the Fat and the Furious returns right here live on a Thursday morning. We are busted open. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Tommy, last night, the JAS is beating the proverbial dog schnitzel out of Adam Cole, baby. And here comes his old buddy, Roderick Strong, to make the big save. Fighting off four men, looking like a superhero. Tommy, uh, I'm not going to ask you how you feel about Roderick on a personal level or on a professional level, um, because in the ring, Roderick Strong has always been one of those really, you know, great like Ring of Honor, early Ring of Honor style wrestlers. Roderick's a nice guy, yada yada. Roderick's been around for a long time. Is this finally his? opportunity to get over to shine to thrive and to be the version of Roger strong that I think he always wished he could be on a more main event level I think that's a loaded question um 
I wasn't with, intending it to be loaded at all. No, but what I'm saying is like with Ring of Honor under the AEW umbrella, that is one thing. I mean, Roderick and, and Adam Cole, they had a history. They have a history from NXT. When I was listening to all of uh, the the rejoin that we just did, and I listened to that audio, I closed my eyes. That sounded nothing like the audio I heard on the airplane. So right then and there, like I'm, I was just like, wow. Like at first, I'm saying, I don't know if he's even getting a response, but that's because of how I was listening. Because he did, he got a great response. Um, he was a part of a very successful group. I want to say on a national level within NXT with all of them. And uh, I felt it worked. I think he will like come in and he's a great um, par- person for this story. Cause obviously Adam Cole is going to go with his friends and need his friends to help fight the JAS. Cause eventually he wants to get to Chris Jericho. So it's a nice surprise. It works. I think he will uh, have great matches. I think eventually he'll go and wind up on Ring of Honor um, and kind of where he, like you said, he did shine. So this will be more of same old, same old for for um, for Roger Strong. Um, and I don't know if that, that's anything wrong with that, but. I mean, he was a former Ring of Honor champion. Um, I know when we have a lot of um, people on, they associate he's one of like, you know, the uh, Mount Rushmore's for people with Ring of Honor. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good spot for him to be in because like this was nobody talked about it. There was no like leaks. There was no nothing. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people assumed he was still within the WWE NXT, but I mean, he he, he had a six bit of a successful group with the Diamond Mine, and all of a sudden he's out. The Diamond Mine was not a successful group. Well, in my opinion, here I'll throw that out there if it makes you feel better. In my opinion, the Diamond Mine, I wouldn't even put the words Diamond Mine and successful in the same sentence. That's how unsuccessful a group they were. Well, what I'm trying, and it's nothing is offending me. I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't care about it, but it was interesting. Like it was, I felt the legs kind of got cut off with him in that group in a heartbeat. And there was hey, there's always different reasons, but then, you know, he was just in NXT for doing a whole lot of nothing. And then now it's, I getting a little something. So hopefully he strives. Cause like you said, he's a hell of an in-ring competitor. And he will be a great person of a friendship to be with this whole group. I remember when Roderick was in NXT and they were pushing him to be the guy. And I remember watching several packages that they did on Roderick. They were really telling his story. They were trying to get people to emotionally invest in him. It never worked. I didn't know if it was a part of his personality that just didn't resonate with an audience. I didn't know if all they wanted to do that audience, all that they wanted to do was see Roddy wrestle and didn't care. It just never seemed to come together for him. And my, and my barometer for this is Adam Cole, because out of those four guys, uh, the Bobby fish, 
Adam Cole, uh, Roddy, and who was the other the other Kyle guy? Kyle O'Reilly. Out of those four guys, it's Adam Cole, number one, and then you can put whoever else you want, two, three, and four. It doesn't matter. They're interchangeable guys. So I'm I'm wondering what is it going to take for Roderick Strong to finally uh, uh, truly get over, or are you saying that him being the Ring of Honor champion is, if if that's in, what's in the cards for him, him being the Ring of Honor champion, if that's as good as it's going to get, then good for him. Well, there's also... I mean, do you think in AEW he's going to get the same um, opportunity as like an Adam Cole would? Uh, I don't, I don't have that answer right now. Um, there there's, I, I can say the same of probably over a hundred people that I would be like, they should be much bigger stars and they're not. And then it's like, do you, is it because management doesn't believe in them? There's other people they're they're pushing, uh, you know, do I pull out there's, there's reasons for everything. Um, so I, I agree with your assessment. And, and honestly, like, here's the proof. They're going to probably go with Orange Cassidy and Bandito with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong as a match. Obviously, it was set up that way. And so when you say, oh, they're replaceable, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, they are. And it will still be a good match. And it will still be. There's also, uh, Bubba, as you know, people who get over with just their work in the sense of having great matches in the WWE system. It's also like, well, you have to do it in six minutes with two entrances. It's a lot different. So, um, you know, you you just, honestly, if if you want to push him that way, yes, you can, you could get over, but then it goes to, do you want to push him that way? It's gonna, it's seriously, it will all go to, how he's received. And I'm a big fan. I think you will have some great matches. And then what I always look for, oh, I got this ring of honor brand. And that can really, really help for a lot of talents. If I ever even get a TV thing, I don't know if I ever going to for ring of honor or if it's just going to stay the way it is. Uh, Real quick, before we go to break, uh, they debuted Roderick last night, the same way they debuted Jay White. They seem to be getting away from their lights off, lights on surprise debuts to just run-ins that I don't necessarily think put the proper spotlight on a talent. I mean, I think, honestly, with Roderick, I, I, I don't think it would have mattered with him. I think Jay White, uh, his debut, they, they missed the opportunity to present Jay White as a much bigger star w- uh, with a much bigger surprise. How do you feel about these run-in surprises out of nowhere? I like the run-in surprise. Uh, every person is different. You summed it up the best. Because of their relationship is, is great of how they did it with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. If you... You know, I was going to throw the question at you. Do you think that's working out for Jay White? No. Jay White will be wrestling with Juice Robinson on Rampage. Nope. And here was one of the biggest stars, our biggest free agent signing. If they're going to be presented as this biggest thing, they have to be on your main show. 
and then floated over over towards Rampage. And it then also garners Rampage as a must-watch different type of, of show. So listen, I, I, I get it. I know you get it. And, but it's, you just kind of sometimes have to stand on top of like, if I own a baseball team, I got to go to the bleachers and I got to watch and I got to watch my team. And this is sometimes what you have to do. Take an overall view of what is going on. How do I improve it? How do I make it better? In the AEW system, there's only one guy looking over a lot of different players on a lot of different shows. Things are going to fall between the cracks. Um, and you don't want to be one of those talents that fall between the cracks. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. We're joined now by Impact Superstar, currently one half of the Impact World Tag Team Champions, Ace Austin. Ace, thanks for joining us this morning. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. What are we talking about? Ace, I'll start with a generic one. You and uh, Chris Bay, currently the Impact Tag Team Champions. How does it feel to represent Impact Wrestling as their Tag Team Champions? Oh, it's it's amazing, especially to get to do it with the with somebody like Bay, like, uh, you know, him and I, I came in a little bit before him. And then when he came in, you know, people looked at us as obvious guys that with the future label, you know, of course, we got we had that future label on us. And now we get to represent in real time. It's it, the future is now. Uh, I like it because we were literally just talking about the the four pillars of AEW. And you're definitely a guy that. Impact Wrestling has seen something in from day one. I mean, I know your story. I, I've wrestled you. Um, but then you've also, because you're so talented, you're, you're connecting. You started connecting with the fans almost. You're this cocky young kid. But, man, this cocky young kid is really good. And then you start connecting with the fans because they realize that you're you're that talented. Um, and then you hook up with Bay, another guy, Green for the impact audience, but when you're super duper talented, and I say this all the time, your talent supersedes, you know, your actions and people are like, wow, these guys are really, really good. And, I, and I've watched your maturity. Um, if, if you could tell, because Bully, you know, wrestled there too, you going to Japan and having that experience representing yeah. impact mm -hmm. wrestling. I mean, at the time, it's one of your bigger things that you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, getting to do uh, the, the first time I went to Japan was best of the Super Juniors and I was X Division champion. I'm the only X Division champion to do that. So that meant uh, a great deal to me uh, individually when I got to do that. Uh, and then coming back, you know, getting the opportunity to join Bullet Club, coming back to Impact, Bay's already in Bullet Club. So naturally, we were able to kind of drop that competition wall between us. We always had respect for each other. 
uh, for, for our talents and abilities. Um, actually, Bay's first match in Impact was an explosion match, an opportunity match for him against me uh, right at the beginning of my start with Impact. Uh, and it was in, it was in California um, on one of our, the, the only West Coast loop that we've done uh, besides um, Multiverse. But uh, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, that was amazing for me individually going to Japan, doing that. And then when we got to go together, uh, I got to experience that with him because that was Bay's first time leaving the country ever was that Japan trip that him and I did. So that was uh, that was really cool to get to see him experience that and also help guide him through that process because it's a huge culture shock. And it's and and, and I was re- I loved it um, the, the first time that I that I got to do it. So I got to kind of make it a little easier for him. It was great. Ace, um, tag team wrestling, something when you broke into the business, you had a desire to be a part of or something that was thrown at you that you're excelling in right now? Definitely something that was uh, thrown at me. Um, When I was like a kid uh, and I got like my best friends into wrestling, of course, then we were like, oh, we could be a tag team, whatever. But when I first when I started training and I had actual aspirations to be a pro wrestler, uh, tag team was never in the cards. That's ne- it's never uh, what I had in mind. And then when it fell into place with uh, Madman Fulton, it was really, um, I mean, it's it's kind of been the, the story of my whole career. I've always thrown myself in there with the, the best that I could find because you learn from the best. That, that, that's how you learn. You got you to be in there. You got to be around people that are better than you. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, for my singles career. And then the same thing happened with Impact when me and Fulton started tag teaming. Uh, we were in there with the Motor City Machine Guns and the North. And uh, we got right into the mix with the guys who were like the best at the time. So we got to uh, learn among the best. But the dynamic between me and Fulton was so different than me and Bay that this is just a whole different experience this time. Um, the same thing kind of happened where, uh, we got thrown in there with the best as soon as we came, but you know, as soon as we started, I came back from Japan, boom, we're together in bullet club. Now we're in there with the motor city machine guns. Our first match as a team was against the motor city machine guns. So, uh, it's, it's, it's impossible not to, to get better, to excel when you are, uh, you know, learning firsthand from guys like that. Uh, your finish is very, very unique. I'm a big fan of it. It gets, like I said, people recognize how cool it is. Do you guys have a name for it? I know yours is the fold. Yes. Uh, and he, uh, uh, yeah. So we, we call that the one, two suite. Um, the, the combination of our finishing moves there, uh, because ABC equals one, two suite. Nice. And I see now you're also leaning more towards ABC. How did that come about? Uh, that was actually, um, in part, a, a Gia idea. Uh, uh, we me were kind and Gia of, Miller, I love yes, it. me and Gia Miller. Uh, we were kind of mulling some ideas around, and um, um, I don't really remember how it initially came up, but uh, it was uh, ABC one two three. We we were thinking about calling ourselves ABC because, like, uh, you know, the the BC initials go with Bullet Club. And then, like, he's got the the CB initials, and I have the A. So we were just trying to, to just figure out how we could just make that simple. So ABC one two three, you know, we were thinking, oh, okay, we we beat you one two three, of course. And then it just occurred to me, oh, too sweet, 
you just put it all together. <laughs> Do you know, hey. I had uh, my license plate on my Mercedes that I bought was DDT123. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Which really go. spells out M-A-R-K. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Bully Ray. Uh, um, back in me and Tommy's day, um, the cosmetics of the business were very important. And you'd always hear the terminology is it's an upper body business. Okay. You have <laughs> massive legs. Like I'm a leg guy. Like uh, I could oh, yeah. give, uh, uh, not only am I calfzilla, I'm quadzilla. Like from the waist down, I am an Adonis. From the waist up, I'm Adrian Adonis. Love it. Um, <laughs> so, um, do you, were you just born with those legs, or do you actually work on your legs? Because you got some of the the biggest set of legs I've seen in the business. Whether it's a guy your stature or guys that are bigger than you. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm really proud of, uh, of, of what I got going on here. Um, it, uh, I, I agree. I agree. It, it should be a cosmetic uh, business. You know, it should always be, you should always look the part, uh, I, I think. Um, but I think, uh, I definitely, of course it has to do with genetics. It, it's impossible to get, uh, you know, this far without some genetics in there. But uh, I, I wouldn't say I was just like born with them. It came from a combination of things growing up. I did a lot of skateboarding and a lot of, I started practicing parkour early when I was young and I, and I did a lot of sprinting and I loved running. And, and so all of that kind of combined into when I started wrestling training, uh, I was trained by the Wild Samoans originally, and they were big on the 500 squats before we start thing. So it was a lot of just a set of 100 squats and then we do push-ups and then we do a set of 100 squats and then we do sit-ups and then a set of 100 squats and and it was always like that. And then we would do blow-up drills after that. We'd hit the ropes and we'd do drop-down leapfrogs and we'd do all that. So it was um, a com it, that bled into that. And then when I started really seriously lifting weights, uh, I gravitated towards leg training just, just naturally. That was just like my strongest thing. And still to this day, I just feel like I have this capacity when I'm in the gym to just keep going. When it like I actually struggled for a few years with overtraining my legs, which I think was evident. I have overdeveloped quads, honestly, um, and uh, that was from from overtraining. I didn't really know how to properly do it. I was just doing too much, and uh, my body was forced to attempt to recover from that much working out. So then I started working with a trainer uh, sometime last year and I started doing some more appropriate volume and trying to get my hamstrings to catch up. And, and uh, now, now I've got a balance, I think. For me, it was more test and D ball, but God <laughs> bless you and your legs. <laughs> um, Bob, you would have laughed so much when Raven, who number one, met him a bunch of times, he's like, yeah, that kid over there. And then he calls him over and he's like, yeah, you look like Tom Platts. And he's just looking at him like, who? And I was like, Scotty, he's like 24 years old. He doesn't know who Tom Platts is. And then it's a compliment. Uh, you know, he's the original quadzilla in bodybuilding. But Raven like looked at him like, eh, how do you not know who Tom Platts is? Exactly. exactly. Every time, every time uh me and Raven see each other, he ha he has to say something about my legs. He says it every time he sees me. It's says <laughs> When I was a young boy, he called my house at five o'clock in the morning to tell me that I was the shits, but I had a future in this business. So he buries everybody. But he puts you was, all right. <laughs> the best part about that story, he 
he called Bubba's home at four o'clock in the morning and Bubba's mom has to wake up Bubba and say, uh, there's a raven on the phone. <laughs> oh. and, 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 and like, I'm, I'm a young boy. I'm running to grab the phone from my mother at four or five in the morning. And I'm like, yes, hello, sir. And he goes, uh, kid, uh, I, I watched your match. You're the shits, but you might have a future. <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. Oh, wow. Um, you're obviously, you and Bay, obviously fans of the Motor City Machine Guns their style, what they've been able to do as a tag team. Um, myself and Devon had great matches against the guns because styles make a fight, and we were such uh, contrasting styles. Tell me a team that has an opposite style of you and Bay that you'd like, like to work with. I think the obvious would be FTR. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that would be probably top of the list. Why? Just because of the separate styles? I wouldn't say just because of the separate styles. Also because of the, um, I mean, I mean, they're they're very accomplished. I would say the statures too. I mean, that would be. Uh, but the contrasting styles would definitely be be uh, a huge part of that. But um, but yeah, and and I also think that that would be good for the business. I, I feel like that would be a really really great for for both brands. I feel like that would be great for for everybody involved. So you're talking like an interpromotional tag match between uh, Bullet Club and and FTR. Yeah. Cool. Well, Tommy, make it happen. <laughs> Hang on. Let me text uh, Tony right now. <laughs> uh, for you, like you are the current tag team champion. So I can't, but I also like, listen, I know you, I know your story. Um, goals how do you get higher than being the tag champion? Well, I, uh, I, I did not accomplish the thing that I, one of the few, I know what the, he's going to say. Few things I, I did not accomplish that I set out to do was become the youngest impact world champion. And I didn't, I didn't get to do that. So uh, it, it's a, it's a definite inevitability that I will come back around to uh, the world championship. So let me ask you this. If I'm the booker, why am I putting Ace Austin in a position to become the Impact World Heavyweight Champion? You mean like right now? Or I suppose in the future, yeah. I'm, now the future? Like, te what, tell me what about you sticks out, is special, that you, that you believe you bring to the table that nobody else does. I feel like I've always been able to... Um, you know, I, I, I don't like using other people as comparisons, but I've consistently been put up side by side with AJ Styles since since I started with Impact. They, they, they've placed my name among the greats because I believe that I, I will be one, one of the greats. And um, and I definitely think that I have an, an appeal to people. Uh, I know that I've always had more of an alternative style, but I don't think that I've really. Um, been any I, i've never been like a, a, niche, a niche guy I, I don't think i've ever been like oh i'm i'm only this i've always been able to uh to grow and expand and uh and and i you know that's what i'm going to continue to do i think uh the growth that i'm going to get uh from this this run with chris is gonna definitely help shape me into into the guy that's going to be the world champion in the future
if you could snap your fingers and be better at one thing right now in wrestling, what would it be? Promo, psychology, uh, four four fifty moon salts. Where do you want to improve immediately? I think promos. I think I could always do better on promos. Okay. Fair enough, yeah. Tommy. No, uh, I'm good. The uh, I when we're talking about before, just and kind of like a theme of a show, like. He was recommended, Bully, you don't know, he was recommended to me by Danny Doring. And Danny Doring's word has a lot of clout with me. And every time, and I've told this to Ace, <clears throat> I gave him, you know, yes, booked him on a show, but in Impact, you give him a little bit and he always answered the call. And that's where we're talking about, like, he never fumbled. And if he did something wrong, he was told he always wanted input to make him better. And he's a classic example of an indie wrestler done right and taking information from everybody and making him his own. And I, I couldn't be prouder of him. And I love the fact that even now he changed his hair and he went with a darker hair because he was just like, well, kind of want to be taken a little bit more serious. He always had different type of hair. He always matched his gear with his hair, just did all little things to in his world stood, made him stand out. And then good old mean Gia says, you're a different character now. Let's change your hair. And I, I watching him like something's different about him. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's his hair. And those little, After little things. Yes. Always constant wanting to be better and make himself better is why he is on top. And I couldn't be prouder of you, buddy. I love you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Until you we got to wrestle, then I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. You got to be able to answer that call. I mean, my, my first Ultimate X match happened because... I was in the area and I wasn't booked in the match, but Scott called me and said, somebody isn't going to make the match. So do you want to be an ultimate X tonight? And I showed up and I was in ultimate X. That was, yeah, that was at United. We stand back in 2019, April. Well, I wish you nothing but the best of luck in be trying to become the youngest impact world heavyweight champion. I'll have, you know, I was the heaviest X division champion in <laughs> impact wrestling. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. 
Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.